Welcome back to Don't Call a Book Club. My name is Luke. The name's Dan. Today we have finished Bone Ships by R.J. Barker. Mm-hmm. Um, at the last second, I tried to come up with a fun thing to say about being done with with it, but I, I couldn't. I couldn't find a pun or anything. So, so there we are. We've, We're done with maybe bone we've, ships. We've we've got all the meat off these bones. You know what I'm saying? There we go. That's what it is. Now let's Dang, suck out the marrow. Introducing the bugs. Let's suck okay. out the marrow on this sode. How about that? <laughs> That's right. Um, and that'll count as our warm up because we we don't have an actual warm up today. We're gonna get we're gonna get straight into the book. We're ready to go. Um, I I want to get us started off, Luke, okay. because I think we've been too kind to Joron. Ooh. All right. I think he's kind of dumb. I don't think he's a very like smart fellow i think he is able to pick up some things the things that i'm noticing though for how he's like not great he's on the boat and they're rowing into the island this is right when the next chapter starts like the next section that we read starts they're rowing in to do this mission and he's like oh man it's kind of awkward with everybody being quiet maybe i should do a little small talk and he's like hey fairies fairies how you doing? Like, what's up? And Ferris is like, uh, I mean, you know, we're just rowing here. And he's like, oh, cool. Hey, uh, what happened to your face? I mean, not in those words, but the, he gets to the point where they're like, she's like talking about her face. And she like tells him this like heartbreaking story. And he's like, cool. Yeah. Well, glad you're still here, man. Like, glad you made it. And she's like, right. she's like crying for like, oh my gosh, you care. Thank you so much, deck keeper. And Joron's like, nice. That was good small talk. Way to go. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. It was certainly not small talk, I think. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a tough one. And okay, to b- before we go further in this, yeah. I want to ask a clarifying question Yeah. about us being too nice to Joron. Are you, are you saying that we have said things that were nicer than they should have been? Or are you saying that we have neglected to make fun of him so we've, far? We've given him too much of a pass, I think. Okay. Okay. We've put I, think a, that's, I think that's fair to say. <laughs> we've put a lot on other people for not giving him enough like information. But really, like the more we learn, the more I think he just he just isn't the best at a lot of things. <laughs> I think this is actually an excellent point because like now that I think about it, everything he does, actually, let me rephrase. He doesn't do anything. And I think this is paralleled a little bit uh, from a comment that I made last episode about like being a captain is really easy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that goes also into being deck keeper. Or at least, or whatever role Joran is fulfilling, yeah, seems to be really easy. Maybe even easier than being a captain. Hmm. Hmm. Um. I think especially when they're giving the commands for how to shoot the bows is another great example where he just has to like say these words in a specific order. Like he doesn't have to do anything. He just has to be told, "Okay, we're gonna start shooting now," and then he'll be like, "Okay, I got to remember those four words so we can shoot." <laughs> Right. <laughs> like, couldn't you just say, all right, everybody start shooting, shoot as fast as you can, go. 
it does seem like his entire job across across like everything mm-hmm. is to just not be to have a steady voice i think that's that's it that's what we're seeing at the end here when they're going into battles is Mies is like hey look you just gotta look like you know what you're doing right confidence right. confidence is key here <laughs> um yeah because everything he does like the i think the only real thing is when he befriends our bird friend mm-hmm. but like even that he kind of had to be forced into i agree i do think he did a good job with that though of like really showing i don't know some like friendship there to a thing that was like ostracized and i think he did a good job there (laughs) i'll say maybe i maybe i came down a little harsh on him because he's 19 years old and he's like learning how to do a lot of this stuff so he is growing (laughs) i think as a character throughout this process which is great to see um I just think at the start, he doesn't have a lot of natural talent for most of this stuff. Right. And, right. And, and yeah, he is growing. He's making some decisions that are good ones. He's like figuring some stuff out, which is fun to see. But also, man, have you never talked to people before? <laughs> like... <laughs> yeah. 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 He'll, he's going to be, he's going to be good though. He's going to be good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. he's a rising star um <laughs> i it, it is kind of interesting to have our main character be like pretty passive i think yeah throughout the book right like he's, he's I, like obviously he's doing stuff but i i actually feel like his role is is like our eyepiece mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that i completely agree with you and p- part of it which, like, I'm sure this is obvious at this point. Part of it is so that Lucky Mies can die, and then he becomes the captain, and he's, like, learned all this stuff, and then and then he gets to be the one who now is, is in charge. You know what, what I mean? You no. know what? I mean? No way. We got to have a Gandalf moment where Lucky Mies falls, <laughs> and everyone's really bummed about it, but then Joron has learned so much that he can take over. You know? Yeah, that does that does feel like it's in the works. It actually feels like it's been like almost explicitly uh, foreshadowed a couple times. Yeah, um, maybe a couple times, um, <laughs> but not this book. No, no, she's still kicking. Not yet. She's still kicking, which is great. It's good stuff. Um, I I have a very small note mm-hmm. about visuals. Ooh, okay. So. You know how there's a little ritual that like, or there's like a series of rituals that a lot of times before you do something, you like flick paint. Oh, I love this. Something? Yes. Yes, Luke. I think, I bet it looks, I bet it looks great. Oh, I bet, uh-uh. I think it looks great. No, do you not? It looks horrible. I think it's cool. It looks like people put a bunch of gum on the wall. I'm sure it looks like there's just a bunch of gum stuck because it's going to build up a layer over time. It's going to be like, ah. Oh. There's, I think it's I think it's just little colorful areas. No, there's no intentionality to it. It's it's bad. It it looks bad. Uh, it's just like okay. colorful. It looks like bird poop. It looks like colorful bird poop <laughs> on the ship. Okay, I I we can agree to disagree here, but um 
I don't... For one thing, I think the whole ship is black, right? The yeah. bones are black. Mm-hmm. A little splash of color on the bows and on, like, the mast or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm here for it. I'm here for that. <sighs> I don't think so. I mean, if you have some intentionality to it. I My issue is just, like, there's no design or anything it would be one thing if there was like a big something like intentional that was created and then people added to it with little flicks of paint but they're just randomly flicking paint at stuff that's not that's not anything it's just it's just color (laughs) it's gonna become brown at a certain point okay okay sure give us a direction for it don't just say yeah flick paint wherever you want Maybe it'll be, it, it actually depends on the crew because oh. some crew are probably going to be intentional. They're, like, obviously there's, it's not part of the ritual where you have to be. Yeah. But like some people are going to, are going to do that. Right. Mm, okay. And it's a sign. It's a sign of a well-meaning crew. If you've got like, if it works, you mm. know, if you step on board and it's like something about this works. Okay. And that's a good crew. Okay. But if you step on board and it's like, this is just like a brown mess, mm-hmm. that crew doesn't care. You're saying the journey of the crew that we specifically followed of the Tide Child has followed this trajectory, where certainly when we were introduced to them, the the whole ship is just gross brown globs of paint everywhere. Mm-hmm. And by the end, it's mm-hmm. like, hang on a second. Oh, little complimentary color action. Whoa, hold on. This is making me feel things. Right. Hmm. Right, exactly. Okay. Not bad. Okay. Fine, Luke. Fine. Point You know what? I'll come back with you. I think it's great. I'm I'm with you. I think I think we could have some intentionality here. It does yeah. I I think we I think we compromise and say it can be great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does pose a question though, Luke. And it's something that I have wanted answered this whole time and haven't gotten an answer to. Who's making the paint? Where is this stuff coming from? Because they're using so much of it, right? Like all these little islands have things colorfully painted. They've got paint for the doorways. And like anytime they're on the like main island, there's a bunch of paint everywhere. On the ships, there's a bunch of paint everywhere. We've seen who makes the shoes. We've And they don't even wear shoes. We've seen who makes the shoes and most of these guys don't even wear shoes. (laughs) <laughs> who's making the paint where is it coming from it's a good question because also like the, there's paint little paint bottles everywhere but like paint dries out so yeah probably replacing these like every day you gotta put the caps on them and then you gotta make sure your brushes are washed out properly and uh this is a job this is an important job it's a lot of paint yeah yeah it's a valid question i'm not sure it's a thankless job, it seems. It's got, yeah, it's totally thankless. And the only thing I can think of is just like, if you were born without arms or legs, they're like, well, you got to make paint. <laughs> All their paint is water-based because it. it's just people spitting into like pigments that they've collected for them. <laughs> that sounds re- That sounds reasonable to me. Either that or like, they're missing both one arm and one leg. Oh, no. Yeah. So they have to make paint. You got to make paint. No. I Okay, but I feel like here's the issue. I feel like in this society, they would be like, no, you have to do both. You got to be the tailor and the cobbler now. 
You know what I mean? They'd be like, you got to do both. Sorry. You're well suited for both roles. That's right. Okay. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who's doing the paint then. Okay. All right, Luke. Well. I mean, there's a ton of other um, issues, right? Like, you could be... You could be you could be missing an eyeball. Oh, I guess that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, yeah. To be making the paint because that's a little bit more visual. Like, you know, mm-hmm. actually, it should be blind. Like, if we're if we're going with the theme, I think to make paint you have to have no eyeballs. <laughs> well, we got another shipment. We got another order in for red paint. Let's get to work, everybody. All right, do your best. Exactly, because the other ones are like these people can't. You've given, you've assigned roles to people that can't do them. No, they can still do them, Luke. It's just harder. It's just harder. Yeah, we're not. Okay, we're not giving them a job that's like, haha, you physically aren't capable of doing this, so it's funny. <laughs> Although I guess it's not super it's kinda, important. It's kind of how it felt. It's not super important what color is actually made for these paints because it sounds like they're just using them to splash. There's no particular color that they're like trying to make. So it's just like, yeah, we got a shipment of paint in today. What color is this one? I don't know. We can't, we, we don't know <laughs> until we open it. So that's, that's fun. Actually, that, that could is, be cool. That is kind of fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. The blind are making paint. You know what? Honestly, I think that's valid. I think that's probably how it works. Mm-hmm. Mm. So yeah, that's my that's my small note. Um, I have I have another one about our bird friend, okay, Giame. the Giame, yeah, as we're calling it. I wish we because had a name for this guy, huh? I know, no name. Ugh. That's next book coming <laughs> coming up soon. Um, so it, it finally like wakes up and mm-hmm. saves them, mm-hmm. which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, it and Joran have their little little heart to heart, their moment, is, uh, their moment, yes, uh, which we were looking forward to, and we kind of learn that this is like, I don't know, like a has like pretty incredible origins, yeah, like amazing. In that, like it had a twin, and through whatever like they did they did the old oh it's your day to go to school exactly and pretend to be the same person trick which is not it's a good one it's a great trick it's a superpower for people who have identical twins which is so cool (laughs) um and like a bunch of stuff happened and now it's the only one of the family left but it's like super powerful Mm -hmm. and I just marvel at like the coincidence that this one is the one on this ship. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> uh, like I get that it's a book. Yeah, that's that's my first response, Luke. Is like, come on. <laughs> I get that. Um, <laughs> it just like I I thought that there was gonna be something. Where we learn later on that Lucky Lucky Meese was like had planned this. Like I know that this is the this is the boat with the really the really good bird guy yeah. friend. Yeah. 
and that's why I chose this particular she's, show. She's just lucky, Luke. She's just lucky. I think, yeah. I guess that's, I guess that's answering a lot of questions. Yeah. The fact it, that she's just really lucky. I also think this ship it sort of collects people like this, right? The ship sort of collects people who are kind of fed up with the society and are like really talented and have survived sort of in spite of this society that they've been born into. And so they're Mm -hmm. like, all of these people on the ship, at least a lot of our main characters, I think are a lot more capable than an average person because... Uh the ship has like collected these people like lucky me's is another great example she she was supposed to be murdered as a child and then has survived through that process and has like succeeded in spite of everyone being like you were supposed to be a corpse light so Mm -hmm. um and like joran as well joran is like sick of this whole like society in a way where he's like i'm challenging this captain to a duel because he killed my dad and Joran's like, I'm mm. I'm not letting him get away with this. And then he killed him in the duel and he got banished to the ship for it. So a lot of the people that we're dealing with are people who are kind of, I think, more powerful because they're fighting against the society that they're a part of. And of course, like the Gyame is the same example, right? Where he was just rude because he was sick of everyone's shit and he got put on the ship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a fair point. It's an interesting thing to consider that actually it's not Lucky Meese that's the lucky one. It's the like ship itself. I think, or he, I guess it's you could say you could say either one. I guess at this point. Yeah. 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 Okay. Okay. It's pretty cool. It's the crew, Luke. Neat. It's fate. The t- it's the tide yeah. child. No, I'm I'm <laughs> saying right. it's not fate. I'm saying it was inevitable, Luke, because of this society. How the but society. That's fate, okay, fine. Fair enough. <laughs> but it's not random it isn't okay. just a lucky okay. coincidence good everything's coming together that's good to hear mm-hmm. speaking of speaking of fate and, and coincidence though how right was my last call at the end of the last uh episode luke wait remind me of remind joran me. bonding with our sea dragon and them going off on fun adventures together did i call that or what <laughs> Oh, this is, it's fair. Uh, Came much closer to the truth than I think anyone was expecting. Than anyone thought would happen. Uh, I mean, I'll take it. If I'm going to take a half-court shot, if it goes in, I'll still, I'll still take the points, Luke. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So, because, so where where it ends off here, they haven't really gone off on adventures yet. However. They're so close, Luke. They're about to. It feels like they're going to. It feels. It feels like they're going to. Um, actually, you know what? They've already been on an adventure. What am I talking about? Agreed. Together. Yeah. It's a. It's a. It's a group adventure. They're now a group, a team, mm-hmm. even. Mm-hmm. That's pretty great. That's pretty good. I'm stoked. Um, because okay, so the Guyame calls the uh Arakesian or Kishan um sea sister. I'm not saying Sither because it's weird to say for some reason for me. I'm gonna stick with sister. Um (laughs) because I assume that they share some genuine like genetic 
stuff, considering the Kishan is a bird? It seems like it. They have feathers, right? That's what we're seeing. What's going on with the feathers? I mean, in this in this world's history, there's a lot about a big mother bird, right? Right, yes. So it feels like it feels like they're a lot more closely related than like you would think or than anyone has really right. talked about. Yeah. I mean, there's clearly a lot going on behind the scenes in this world that either the people in charge don't want everyone to know or everybody's just forgotten. Right. That's like a that's like miraculous if anyone knew about. It was like, wait, these weird bird things on the ships are like related to the dragons? Let's 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 ask him about that a little bit maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um it's a fair it's a fair thing to ask, I would think. Um it does seem like a lot of their culture has been like specifically designed to like not talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Um so that leads me to think that it's it's more designed than like just forgotten. Mhm. I'm not sure why because like it's not super clear to me who benefits beyond just like I guess somewhat existing power structures, but not like, not like so much. Well, I feel like, I feel like a lot of this is like a pretty clear theme of exploitation of like lower classes, natural resources, things like that. And I imagine if they just let these birds talk to whoever they wanted, they wouldn't get to harvest these bones because the birds would be like, hey, you shouldn't. We should stop killing them, please. Please stop killing those dragons. Okay, okay. Yes, I agree with this. And maybe we're going to go into some macroeconomics here. (laughs) Okay, yeah, let's do it. Sure. Everybody loves. I guess I don't because like at a certain point, there has to be like genuine benefit to someone other than just money right Mm. like money in itself isn't a isn't a real thing it has to be for something's benefit is that what you mean yes because like so the killing the um the dragons Mm -hmm. is done to get more bones for one thing for just like glory i guess but mostly it's to make the people rich because they then build ships. Yeah. And then, but the reason that they build ships is to like, A, fight the other islanders uh-huh. and B, kill more dragons, which is like yeah. just a little bit too circular for me. <laughs> I see. I mean, the ships also, don't forget the aesthetic component. Okay, sure. They look, yeah. they look great. I imagine as well that dragons have a lot of other parts that get used for other things aside from just making ships. I'm sure there's a lot of kebabs that come off of one of these guys. Ooh, I love where I love the ways that that could go, but continue. <laughs> but I so so I think that there are a lot of like tangible short-term goods that come from the power structure and like it's effective for concentrating wealth and power, I think. Because, sure. like, hundreds of people go to try and kill one of these things, and then 
it's like a few people that get to actually turn them into ships like they buy the bones turn them into ships and use them for like trade or raiding or or things like that um and so it it does seem to me like there are tangible short-term benefits aside from just like a circular we do this to get more of this to do this to get more of this um Mm -hmm. i don't know if those are those are worth it in the long run because we're learning that maybe we can do something different with these dragons that's even better but yeah i also wonder luke do they have a way of traveling long distances without these bones like do these raiding ships that are made of the vines are they able to go between islands or would would everybody just get cut off if suddenly all the bones were gone would everyone just be like okay i guess we'll never see you again bye (laughs) i think that you can i think that you can still build ships capable of travel okay i think that it's just like a lower success rate Mm -hmm. okay Mm mm-hmm because yeah yeah because i mean there had to they had to i I I think it's gotta be like maybe just the storms kill like 90 percent of ships if they're made of these other things Uh uh-huh the vasque but boats yeah 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 but i because it's tough it's it is tough if you don't have the bone ships yeah i mean (laughs) unless we figure out just like a different a new like method of building ships maybe get really good at bridges they get really good at bridge big long bridges (laughs) that's right yeah yeah i think that's probably the most the most feasible option for sure um (laughs) Uh, I did the 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 place that I thought you were going with yeah. this was I, I thought we were going to develop a little conspiracy theory where the most valuable parts of the uh, dragons <laughs> are like their tendons or something, and like really this entire shipbuilding and war exercise is just being like instigated by big tendon. It's it's because the kept their skincare routine requires the jelly from the eyeballs of these sea dragons because it just like it leaves them glowing like it is it is completely rejuvenating it's a great serum and uh, they're starting to run out so they're like ah oh, god this <laughs> this is why our kept has sent us to go kill this one is he's like right I want all that jelly for myself. I don't care about the bones. Give me the eye jelly. And actually the arrows, the poison arrows that they're supposed to shoot into the eye, it's actually just a preservative. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) There we go. I think that's right. I think that's it. Yep. Yep. Cool. Um, But okay. Similarly, um, there's a couple things that happen. I know this is at the end, but since we're talking about this, essentially, um, so they they are they finally win because the the dragon chomps down on the other boat mm. and Daniil I think is his name yeah is still wanting to kill the the sea dragon yep and like I have two notes here number one is like it seems weird to me that we're assuming that it's the last one 
Oh, dude. Yeah. The plan, the whole plan to me is so dumb. Like, why Why do we assume this is the last one? Why are we all so convinced this is the last one? What's... If anything, if anything, it's like, oh, this is the first one in like 60 yeah. years. That's probably a sign that it's the first one. <laughs> that they're coming back. Not, right. oh, they won't ever happen again. Where is this assumption coming from, guys? I know. Clearly, their migration cycle is 60 years. <laughs> um, but the other one, the other note that I have is like how I know that like you have some duty bound thing. But like, how are you going to kill it now? <laughs> how how can you like you know they're riding along it the whole time yeah sure you know maybe then still but like as soon as it comes and rescues you yeah no chance i'm killing this guy well to be fair luke nobody else on the ship is on board with this like danil yes, is like this is fair i'm going to do this and I will murder you unless you give the order. And everyone's like, no, we're not doing it. <laughs> so so to be fair, everyone's with you on this. This is not a hot right. take. Right. Danil okay, is fair, just... fair. I don't understand Danil in this moment. Aside from the fact that mm-hmm. if he goes against this order, his like whole world sort of collapses. Because he's only here because the kept sent him. And if he doesn't do that mission, right. then like, why did he even get on the fucking boat in the first place? Right. It does feel like he needs some, he needs some, I mean, obviously everybody needs therapy, but I feel like. <laughs> everybody in every book we've read so far uh, needs therapy, guys. Just, <laughs> But, but Daniil especially needs like, just not, not necessarily therapy that's associated with like trauma or anything like that Mm. but just like hey let's let's work through your emotions and feelings a little bit in like kind of a normal way not like a this person has gone through this and needs therapy it's more just like hey buddy i feel like you haven't really thought about how you're feeling about stuff i feel like occasionally they come out in a really uh aggressive way around your peers and maybe just like spend some time do a little morning meditation just think about how you're feeling that 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 day. Try that. Does it kind does it kind of feel like you're um you don't really like your previous employer and maybe if you thought about that more it would like release you from some psychological bonds that you've been holding on to maybe? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I I think you're right. Speaking of Danil and and Joron though. We get <laughs> a little friendship here. Hang on, there's a loud truck. First question, Luke. Is this a ship friend, ship friend, or is this just like they're friends on the ship? I couldn't tell. I couldn't tell either. They're only... So there's nothing explicit, of course. Um, mm-hmm. But Danil is like tapping Joran a few times, like giving him a little physical touch every so often uh, right. before they like agree to be friends on the ship. And that felt like he was kind of coming on to, to Joron a little bit. I, I agree. Um, yeah, there's nothing explicit. If I had to, I would lean towards ship friend. Ship friend. Right. Not just friends on a ship, but ship friend. Right. Ship friend. Yeah. Ship friend. I think I lean yeah. that way too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Which makes it all the more upsetting at the end. It does. And also great 
Because, like, fuck that guy. Cut his fucking hand off. <laughs> That's right. That's right. <laughs> but related to this, Luke, why are we trusting him? I don't understand why Joran is like, you know what? He said some things to me that I that sounded really good. So I'm I'm trusting him now. I'm going to tell him my secrets and rely on him. <laughs> I think part of it is throughout this journey, Daniil has been just a sad boy. Yeah, you know, for sure. Just like a very like I don't I can't figure out the word I'm trying to think of, but like he's like morose. <laughs> he's very sad. He's very depressed. He's very like upset all the time. Mm, he's got Lana and Del Rey in the headphones. He's got Lana going on. Uh, I think that I think that there's just something so that makes you trust in that circumstance. Yeah, oh, you know what I mean? Like, totally. This buddy has lost everything. Yeah. He seems too pathetic Seemingly. to lie. Right. Which which is bad. Don't. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> he can pretend. Don't he can be pretending. <laughs> yeah, they could be pretending. <laughs> Watch the turn where he like when you're not looking, he pulls out the headphones and then he gets a little evil look in his eye. Maybe he throws on a little rage against the machine and you're like, oh, wait a minute. I thought you were set. Nope. <laughs> he's angry now. Now he's going right. to fight. Right. What does his Spotify wrapped look like? Yeah, we need to know. We need to know. <laughs> Is it actually all Lana? I don't know. <gasps> What's he sneaking in there at night? <laughs> it's a good point. Yeah. Um, especially because like at the beginning of this, Lucky Mies is like, yeah, he's a spy. Yeah, everyone knows he's a spy. <laughs> everyone knows he's a spy. Yeah. <laughs> Which I guess to be fair, like they didn't. It's unclear to me if they knew that they were not gonna kill the dragon. I think Lucky Mies knew. I think that I agree. I think that Lucky Mies probably knew, and then I think that most of the other people knew on a subconscious level that they weren't. Yeah. But in their in their conscious mind we're like yeah we're doing the mission but yeah. how are you gonna how, how are you gonna it's coming up here doing happy chirping noises that are crazy no way you're not killing it guys <laughs> that's right okay i do i do have another question that's that's gonna change the subject let's get out of here so there's a, a few fights that we see, and in a lot of them, and also in some of the conversations, like, as a ship gets damaged... I know, yeah, this is a question I have to, Luke. Go for it. Yeah. Their, their little lights start to transition mm-hmm. or even go out. Yeah. And, like, is it real? <laughs> <laughs> You're asking the question, what do corpse lights do? Yeah, what's what's up with them? What are they aside from like a health bar on a ship? I was just, just going to say a health bar. <laughs> I don't um, know. I don't know, Luke, because it doesn't seem like they protect the ship from damage. They are just reporting the damage to right. everybody watching. Uh, which I can see a certain aspect of it being cool enough that you want them like we don't know why 
these are great, but they do respond if our ship takes damage. So there's got to be something that they're doing with the ship. So I don't know. Put them on there. What do they cost? I don't know. Eight newborn children. It's fine. We've got those. We got plenty. Right. Right. Be- <laughs> I have no idea. I couldn't tell at all what these things do. Unless there's some kind of psychic damage that everyone takes when the ship also gets hit that they're protecting against. Okay, but the the, the question, though, is because the black ships don't have them. Yeah. <laughs> well, Luke, here's the psychic know. damage that I'm talking about. We've not been on a ship with corpse lights yet, right? We've never been on one of these. We don't know what it's like to be on a ship that has corpse lights. I think this is true, right? What is Lucky Me's really good at doing? Mm, she's a great morale builder. Great at, sh- great at morale. The corpse lights, maybe they just like give the, the captain, the shipwife, a little bit of a boost. A morale, like, like it ups their charisma stats a little bit. Okay, okay, sure. Or yeah. it lowers the crew's intelligence a little bit so that they're like more willing to go along with whatever the shipwife says (laughs) i think i think there's definitely some po here and this is why lucky mees is so good because her natural charisma is enough to to work on a black ship exactly it makes her competitive on a black ship with her scyther who's on a normal ship with a bunch of corpse lights Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah i think that that's i think that's the best explanation that i can give because also before their battle with i think it's before the one with her sither with the other ship yeah they talk about how like it's good for the crew to see that their lights are going out Mm -hmm. which is another everything in this book is about morale but that's a that's another little indicator i just think like (laughs) almost almost everything about this society has been organized like to provide these corpse lights <laughs> yeah like they they should be important there should be some great benefit people are getting from them right because like obviously the firstborn thing but they're also like the main reason for the raids between the gaunt islanders and the and the yeah islanders? yeah they are <laughs> It can't be just vibes based, right? It can't just be for cool rave aesthetic. <laughs> I know. I know. I I hope that there's something non-vibe related about it, but maybe not. <laughs> I'm getting the the dread, the creeping dread that it is just vibes. <laughs> that they've organized their whole society around vibes and it is not good. <laughs> And they chose and they chose the wrong vibes. Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough it's a tough look. Um I don't know. I don't know what's to be done. Because also like I, I think that we can go like we don't have to do this. Yeah. Because we kind of already did it. Yeah. But like so the point of the raids is is mostly for these corpse lights. The point of killing the dragons is to build ships <laughs> that can go on raids. Yeah. To get the corpse lights. Essentially. Yeah. Um, I mean, they get bored, Luke. Come on. On an island all day long? <laughs> what are you going to do? They're bored. That's, That's a good point. They need something to do. 
<laughs> so if their so if their society right. then suddenly revolves around building up a health bar for your ship, upgrading it with cool guns, cool new sails, and then fighting other ships and depleting their health bars, mm-hmm. they've they've created video games, Luke. You're telling me, you're telling me people wouldn't spend this much time and effort if video games were the only like entertainment because there's no books it's just this there's no yeah. movies it's just do you want to go what, play a video game or not what what i'm hearing you say actually is that providing video games to youths in this world oh, no. <laughs> would probably would probably save a lot of lives yeah like if you gave somebody a little game boy color with a pokemon yellow version on it they'd probably be like i don't know why i want to go on a ship anymore it's <laughs> a good point uh yeah i think so do you think actually so i don't know i don't know when all of these traditions started but let's say let's say 200 years ago even though i'm sure it's more yeah you think 200 years ago there were two visions of the future okay one of which is the one that we see mm-hmm. and the other one is like hey what if we like hung out with our bird friends and our dragon friends and like flew around and the other one is like what about real life video games <laughs> with ships with health bars and the and the second one got the most votes i don't i it doesn't seem like there would have been a vote for this luke it sounds like there were just been a few <laughs> core people who were like no we're gonna do the video game thing right we're gonna do the video games yeah, yeah. yeah we're definitely doing the video game thing I meanwhile everybody else bar. everybody else is just like you know i i kind of want to fly around like no, no no we're doing video games <laughs> actually okay last question yeah because as we see, the black ships do not have a health bar. Yeah. Do you think that black ships are just the second phase of a boss fight? <laughs> yes, I do, Luke. Yes, I, I absolutely <laughs> do. Uh, yeah, the black ships are when you've already depleted the health bar and then they come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotta be. It's a Dark Souls. It's very much a Dark a Souls-like world here. Yeah. Which, actually, it is. When they go on the island and, like, <laughs> everything is trying to kill them and there's this creature that they don't want to fight because it will destroy them. That's just a rune bear that you don't want to fight. Nobody wants to fight the rune bears. That's right. That's right. Or one of those dogs yeah, in Kaelid or something. The... Like, it's just one of those. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there we go. That's the origin story. Mm-hmm. Before we get to reviews, Luke, I need to ask you a question because in the last couple of years, we've read a few pirate books and we've checked in a few times about our pirates that we've been dealing with. I'm going to just run down the pirate books that we've read recently. Okay. Red Skies, Red Seas. Remember with the, the Poison Orchid, all that crew. Yep. Okay. Tress, Tress in the Emerald Sea. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to include a little bit of Song of Ice and Fire because there's a good amount of like ships and sailing and stuff in there with. Sure. Uh, and then we've got the bone ships here. Okay. Uh-huh. Is Are there any that I'm missing? Are there any that you remember that I, that I can't quite remember for pirate stuff? Hmm. Those are the main ones that come to mind. We have been doing this for like six years at this point, so we might be missing some, but, yeah. but I, I think you have a complete list. Which of these is the best to be a crew member on? Ooh, to be a crew. Okay. If okay. we're going to be crew on on one of these ships out in the big out in the big wide sea, which of these is the 
the least bad because I will say they all sound bad to me. They all sound bad. Um, I, so my first thought was going to be the Tress one, but then I remembered oh, that like the spores get you, away from me. The spores are, are very tough. So I don't think it's that one. Um, the red seas under red skies. It just didn't seem very enjoyable. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was like not very nice, but well, in a in a less interesting way. I don't I know. They had their little trampoline time, didn't they? <laughs> don't you remember the little trampoline time they had? I, I don't actually. Oh, when they when they threw them out over the ocean and like sprayed them off with a bunch of water, and they had a little fun party when they when they brought them on as crew. Uh, mm-hmm. There was a lot of good hazing in that one. That's fair. That's fair. So be that as it may, and this is going to be a hot take. Okay. I'm going to go bone chips. Oh, Luke, you're going on the bone chips? Because I'm going on... uh, uh, Let me be clear. Let me be clear. I'm going on this bone ship because now I've got a bird friend and a dragon friend. You're going on Tide Child, the one that's like falling apart in the ocean. I'm there. I'm there. No, I'm I'm Red Seas. I'm in the Red Seas. I'm on the I'm on the Poisoned Orchid. I think because it sounded fun. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I don't know. Something about this started speaking to me, with the paint, with the okay. bird friend. Okay. We didn't talk about it, but the cool little bows. I think it's all neat, and I'm choosing, and I'm choosing Tide Child, all even right. even if everything is horrifying. Yeah, it really is, Luke. Uh, Well, I guess I'll see you on the open seas, matey. Um, I do feel I do feel that I'm making a hot take here, and I'm not sure I stand by it, but that's my answer. I think it's great. I think go with your gut, Uh, Luke. Now that we've now that we've kind of done a done a recap of recent seafaring voyages, let's let's figure out where we place this one. Let's let's do some reviews for mm-hmm. bone ships i'll i'll get us started i really like this book i'm a fan uh i think the setting was pretty grim uh but yes. like the setting i think naturally led to a lot of the great ship fairing stuff that happened um sometimes this was mentioned on a comment on the Discord. I can't remember if this was CJ or Torden, but sometimes the names of stuff was confusing because mm-hmm. there's a lot of new jargon here. Um, but by the end, like I thought it was kind of cool that there was this whole new kind of ship jargon we were working with. Uh, the characters I thought were fun. I appreciated Joran's character growth. We kind of joked about him at the beginning. But I think it was cool to see him develop through the course of this book to be not a shithead. Uh, <laughs> and yeah, it was fun. I had a great time. I had a fun time with this book. Yeah, I think that's fair. I I also really enjoyed it. I think that I think that there were times where I had to kind of like ignore maybe like well, okay. So obviously the style of our podcast, we talk about like weird things of the world that like don't quite mesh. And so like, I think there is a decent amount of that, that maybe because we talk for 
like three times throughout the book, I am realizing more than someone else that's just reading it. So that was a little bit tough for me at times, but overall, I really, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was like, I don't know, super, super interesting. I do really like when worlds are like unique in a way that's not too unique. Do you know what I mean? And mm. I and I think that this was the case where like I actually wasn't too bothered by a lot of the new vocab, um, but I really enjoyed seeing like the weird creatures and stuff like that. And then mm. the last bit got me hyped, right? Dragons, I have to say, dragons on our side. When when our bird friend was like, "It's not the last, it's the first. Yeah, I was hyped. Let's go. I have to say. <laughs> So I'm here for it, I think. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan. I think it's one of the I think it's one of the better uh pirate ships sailing ships. What am I saying? I think it's one of the better like <laughs> boat related books that we've read if not if not the best in my opinion. Mm, okay. I Yeah, I actually I think I agree with you. Of the boat related books that we've read, I think it's been my favorite so far. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um I I can see us returning in the future. Um so so keep an eye on it if you want if you want to read further. Next week we will be going to a new book though. Uh next week we're going to be starting A Darker Shade of Magic by VE Schwab. Schwab? That's right, Luke. We are <laughs> We're headed off the seas and headed to the, the streets of London for That's right. a little bit of magic, a little bit of fantasy. And uh we'll see we'll see how it goes. Um You know, Luke, we've we've really gone on a on quite the journey with our with our crew of the Tide Child. Joron started off drunk on a beach somewhere, ended up uh kind of getting down with a dragon. Uh That's right. And you know, I'm I'm super glad we got to take this journey with them. Uh, we got to, you know, along the way, come up with a few hot takes. And throughout the whole book, keep being dumb nerds. 